to the Damned United podcast. I'm Billy Lumsden. And I'm Adam Jameson. And this, would you believe it, is our double figure episode. We've made it to Billy's favourite number, the number 10. Ads, how are we today? Early oh, morning early morning for you? Yeah, I'm fresh from, from last night, so yeah. <laughs> uh, I've got a lovely coffee courtesy of your good self. No shortbreads. No shortbreads. Might be a bit early for shortbreads. <laughs> Whole nil, Leeds nil last night. I was at the game, lovely evening again, 90 minutes in between, not so great, the usual habit. What do you want to touch on first? Should we touch on the dubious Joe Rodon red card? Booked twice, thoughts on that? I think that was the pivotal moment in the game, wasn't it? And I've watched it back. I was watching the game on the red button and yeah, for me, no way. The first, the first yellow, I, I don't understand how that's a yellow card. If that's a yellow card, then every time someone fouls every, somebody, yeah. it has to be a yellow card. <laughs> every player's getting booked. Yeah. It was even softer than uh, Rossini's uh, yellow card for kicking <laughs> the ball away. <laughs> However, I saw that at the time and I was like, do you know what? Fair play. Because if he's if a player's getting done for tapping the ball away, that was a clear attempt at, at you know stopping us going on the break. So getting booked. Yeah, but I I feel like the the referee set a precedent with that one, and it's just like oh, they're power they're power hungry now. Yeah, he's going to be by the book. Mike Dean's army. <laughs> Mike Dean's yeah, but yeah, no, I, I agree. Having seen the first, yeah, I would I would completely agree. With you. It was very 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 soft, but. You're gonna get that in games. <clears throat> and the second one. What do you think about the second one? So I didn't, I didn't see the replay, but having watched it in real, having watched it in real time, I would say that it was one of those where you, it's almost where you like kick the ball and you don't realize the man's there. He's kind of nipped him before him and gone past him. Whether or not he's got a massive chunk of him, I don't know. But it looked like one of those that were a bit of a nasty collision. Yeah. So I'd have said that, but I haven't seen the replay. I don't know if you've seen Paul Heckingbottom's rant from the weekend about referees and how they don't understand the game. And I just felt that, you know, a bit of game management from the referee there with that second one and just say, look, that's probably a yellow card. First one's a bit soft. You're on your final warning. You yeah. know, the slightest inkling of a yellow card and you're yeah. off. Yeah. A bit of game management because I just think that it completely changed the the flow of the game. It comes a bit though from them not having a massive amount of experience in actually playing the game and, and yeah. actually, you know, coaching and managing the game from a referee's yeah. perspective as well. There's so many of them that struggle with that side of it, rightfully or wrongly. But as as I say, hopefully over the course of the season, this is something again that'll even itself out. You yeah. know, you, yeah, the old we're old we're old one that the old cliche. Well, we can we can maybe t- tally this up and see yeah. you, you <laughs> whether are... it does even itself out or not. Yeah, you're absolutely right though, because referees nowadays that they're on that kind of pathway trajectory from a teenager nowadays, and they've likely never even played amateur football because they've they've been doing refereeing since they were thirteen, fourteen, and they're on a kind of pathway. And yeah, it's just a lack of understanding of the game. I think so. I think so, especially in that case, as you see, just almost common sense to say, as you said, the first one's soft, second one, yeah. You know, it should be a booking, but we'll let you have this final warning kind of thing. Anyway, that said, we were where we were. Nil-nil after around 60 minutes, was it? So yeah, about that. Yeah. Best part of 35, yeah. 40 minutes with, with 10 men. What were your thoughts when we went down to 10 men? 
obviously we, we, we tired and, and we, we dropped back into a bit of a low block after the substitutions. Cooper looked a bit a bit shaky when he came on, but we'll we'll cut him some slack if he's not had much good to um, see him return. Yeah, he got a fantastic reception from the whole fans. <laughs> um, which I'm sure he, he's losing sleep about <laughs> last night. Um it was so, good to see him polish it up. I can't I didn't even realise he was on the bench. Yeah. And, and similar with um Byram as well. I don't know why I didn't realise they were on the bench. I was probably more looking at the wealth of attacking players we had yeah. on the bench. But yeah. it was nice to see Cooper come back on, obviously. Nice game to to bring him into. Surprise Cresswell didn't come on instead. Yeah. But it was nice to see see Cooper come on, made a couple of good blocks and tackles. Yeah, I think I think that experience, you you know, a tough moment down to ten, wanting to keep a clean sheet. And yeah, he, he, he looked a little bit um he looked a bit shaky when he came on and made a few dodgy passes and there was one where he let the ball run back to Melier, but Melier didn't realise the, the yeah. ball was coming <laughs> to him. And it was just a bit all touch and go. But yeah, overall uh, good to see him back, and I, I actually felt when we went down to ten men, I, I felt we went too defensive. I, I still thought that they were there for the taking if if we got if we got it right on one counter attack, but yeah, we we just set back into a little block and didn't really provide there were, much. There were a couple of instances where we looked quite decent going forward, yeah. even even in that ten ten men, um, even with ten men. Sorry, but. I was relatively happy with that, to be honest. Yeah. I'm not sure I'd have taken a point at the start of the game, but given the circumstances, it's one of those where it, but the circumstances change and you'd, you'd absolutely have taken that when we went yeah. down. I mean, especially when you consider Adama Traoré's miss what did you in, think in the last five minutes, then I would have 100% taken that because there's no way we'd have scored after that, I don't yeah. think. So, um, I mean, I don't know what he's come, if he's blaming it on the bobble or if he's seen someone in the crowd like a cricketer asking them to, to move out of the crowd because he's blocking his view. But yeah, that was absolutely horrendous. If that was one of our players, then yeah. Yeah, them, you? yeah we would have been. Speaking of, you know, that was a bad miss. Rutter's wasn't as bad, but had an awful lot of time to compose himself. And I even had every confidence in him because he had that much time that he was going to bury that in the back of the net. Yeah, we'll, we'll put it down as a good save. It, it was a good save. You can see what Rutter's trying to do. He's, he's, he's kind of tried to open up to make it look like he's going to go across the goal and then just nick it in the give, near post. Give him the old eyes. Yeah, he's giving the old eyes and the keeper's just managed to get a foot to it. So we'll we'll give the keeper the benefit of the doubt on that one. On another day, he bags that. It ends up being a straightforward day at the office. Yeah, I would agree with that. Other than that, you, you mentioned the players looked a bit tired. I, I guess we can touch on it in the the Watford preview, but yeah. you, you're thinking we should maybe make a couple of changes for the year. Yeah. For Watford's visit, yeah, I'd agree. I think obviously going down to ten men played its part in that, but yeah, I felt we we looked a bit leggy in the last ten minutes, um, especially in midfield. I thought I thought Ampadu and Gray looked like they were just, you know, they were giving the the whole players that 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 few extra seconds on the ball. It, it seemed like even when they were in our third. We weren't kind of getting out to them quick enough. They were getting that little bit of time, whereas I think in the first half we were we were pressing and closing down much quicker. But being down to ten men plays a role in that, and yeah, it, it, <clears throat> Rutter as well was was not kind of dropping in and, and yeah. pressing as, as as quickly. That I said, he just looked a bit tired. That said, he he had another cracking game, didn't he? I yeah. do. He's, he just is a, yeah. a real player. I seem like I'm, I'm a broken record, but I, I want to keep giving him his praise, especially while 
he's been so consistent for us. I don't think we've had a real player in midfield. Obviously, Bar Phillips, maybe Adams to an extent, but he's just seemed the real deal in this division, almost a cut above, and it seems like he's really thriving in this team, which I'm really glad that he is. And then, you know, as you said, Rutter, we don't know the extent of, of Nonto's injury. I was a bit sceptical when he went down again. You know, it's not great when a player goes down again with something quite, quite clearly not right. So mm-hmm. we don't know the full extent of what that's going to be, but hopefully he won't be out for too long. But he might miss Saturday against Watford, so we'll have to see on that. But yeah, we've got we've got plenty of options that way. If we're going to we yeah. if we're going to get an injury anywhere in the team, we, we, obviously you don't want any place to get injured, but you, you probably pick one of the winners because we've got so much talent and depth in those wide positions so yeah I don't think it's the end of the world if, if some of the lines up starting on yeah Saturday. anyway good point Hull in the playoff positions at the minute I, I don't think you can read too much into it they, they do seem like a decent side though so on paper it's it's a nice point obviously Ipswich and Preston steaming ahead it yeah. does sound like one of your football manager saves but um, <laughs> hopefully they'll run out of a bit of steam because I don't think anyone's catching them at the minute but um too early to say, but we'll we'll say that it's a good point given the circumstances. Trip to Hull, done and over. So next up, Watford's visit to Allen Road. I, before we came on air, I called them the bees, which was very ignorant of me because that's obviously Brentford. They are in fact the Hornets. Not not too far off. Either way, they could sting us. <laughs> Pardon the pun. So yeah, Watford visit. Again, we uh, asked our listeners on Spotify to have a vote on how many points we'd get from this week, obviously being Hull and Watford. All the votes unanimously decided or opted with four. So we're well on course for that and hopefully that will be the case, obviously, with a point at Hull and three points against Watford. Where do you want to start? I think maybe you touched on it on it earlier some changes perhaps you know we won't go into too much detail because we'll obviously have our predicted 11 coming up but do you think in, it might be in those midfield areas maybe not both Ampadu and Gray coming out but maybe Kamara or Gruev coming in for one or the other I, I'd certainly certainly think so I can't imagine that we're going to have essentially the same I know we had a couple of changes last night but I can't imagine we're going to have the same midfield for all three games in, in six days. And and on that actually, Hull are playing on Sunday this week. How's that worked out? And the commentators say they're playing on Sunday. So they've had Friday, Wednesday, Sunday, Sunday. and we've had Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday. Yeah. It does not make sense. Yeah, they're away anyway. at they're away at Stoke. Yeah. That is ridiculous. I'll leave the clock rant. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. say you know, a clock um, a clock rant again. Yeah. But yeah, I I I, I think some changes probably freshen up the team a little bit. I'd like to see Byron come back in because although Shackleton, I thought, had an okay game, I feel like Byron does give us a little bit more going forward and I think his distribution's a little bit better. That kind of give and take a few times during last night's game, I think there were a few opportunities where I felt Shackleton could have could have given it a little bit quicker and a bit of give and go one two with with the central midfielders, whereas I think Byron he's much more comfortable doing that, um, even on his weaker side. So I was I was really pleased that he kept Shackleton in last night. Mm-hmm. I I completely agree with you. He probably had his 
his lesser performance or his yeah you know his worst. I wouldn't say his worst, but probably not not his best performance of the season. And you know, again, there's a lot of people criticising, and you know, he, he does give everything, and he has had solid seven eights out of tens this season, and he's had a bit of a dip there. I would agree that I was I was surprised Byron didn't start, but I was glad that he almost kept kept at him because obviously he missed the trip. He was on the bench for the trip to Millwall, wasn't he? So, mm-hmm. you know, it does seem like he's rotating a couple of those aspects <clears throat> in, in defence. But on the Byron thing, I, I would agree. I'd probably start Byron at left back, but it was interesting that he took Ailing off at right back. He was getting done a bit. Again. Yeah, he just went out and Steve. It was, it was unbelievable when Byron came on. He just so solid in defence. Whichever yeah. way the, the whole winger was going, he was reading it like a book, getting a foot in, tackling just doing the easy things, clearing his lines and did it brilliantly when he came on. So I'd like to think that he'll be starting on on Saturday. So yeah, I'm I've been dead impressed with him to be honest, Byron. Um but hopefully Shaq can can stay in around the team and, you know, obviously keep feeding in or getting some minutes because it'll it'll keep his confidence up. Yeah. Which is which is what I think he needs, especially after the start of the season that he's had. Mm-hmm. Watford, on the other hand, Nine points from their seven games this season. So, mid-table-ish. Um, not the best, not the worst. They seem to be very kind of in- inconsistent, but they do have some decent players that we should be looking out for. They, they tend to play at a front three, but either wing is Tom Ince and Matthias Martin. Tom, Thomas Ince? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, Matthias Martin, he's, he's scored three this season, scored against West Brom. Last night, and I think they'll be relatively decent going forward. They they seem to be scoring a lot of goals, but very similar to, to Hull last night, they seem to be uh, conceding uh, some as well. So we should expect a free flowing game. I'm not sure they'll sit back too much like teams tend to do at Ellen Road, which hopefully should should suit us. Should suit us. Should suit us. Um, but interestingly, at the back, they've got Wesley Who and Ryan Portis who okay. I didn't realise was at Watford. So, obviously, Scotland International scored against Cyprus. And he... Former Hibernian. Yeah. <laughs> How could I forget? We know plenty about Portis. <laughs> so, yeah, it'll be it'll be an interesting one. Like, and obviously, Imran loser through the, through the middle. They, they seem to have a lot of, I won't say established, but decent enough uh, players, with some, some of which with decent Premier League experience as well, obviously, when, when they had the time there. So... It should be a, a decent free flowing game, and I was, you know, I think we've all been saying recently that we almost fear the home games because there's going to be teams that come and sit back at Allen Road. But I don't think it'll be the case on Saturday. No, I think they they they're much more likely than Sheffield Wednesday to uh, to come out and come out as a little bit. And I think if if they if, if I was a manager and coming to Allen Road, I that's the way I'd play. I'd, I'd try and set up very defensively and say go on then break us down because I think the the risky run is it the more the more expansive you try and be and the, the more you I think when you play against us the the more you attack us the the bigger the threat from the counter attack from us. So yeah, I, I think I think you're right though. I think Watford will be more likely to, to come and, and try and play and try and imprint their own um style of football in the game which should hopefully play into our hands. Yeah. And hopefully we can end up bagging on three points, which would be nice because although we've had, I think we're unbeaten five now, we've got a few, a few draws in there. So obviously West Brom, 
Liverpool and Wednesday and two wins in between. So if we can start racking up some some wins and get up the table, that'd be nice. But, you know, we're building a bit of momentum and, and with that comes confidence and belief as well. So, yeah. you know, Fax seems to be doing a really good job with the players at the minute, which is nice. Yeah, absolutely. Centre-back, what, what, what do we do at centre-back on Saturday? <clears throat> oh, God. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. Well, to be honest, with, with the time we've got, I think we may as well go on to our, our predicted 11, which we can probably have a few debates about in there. Cause I imagine our teams will be slightly different. So I'll, I'll go first. Mm-hmm. Okay. Darwin Net. <clears throat> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Melly. Oh, you, should have, you should have heard the, the commentator last night. Um, <clears throat> his pronunciation of Melier. I can't even remember what he was saying, but it, it was it was horrendous. Is it worse than worse than ours for Leo? Yeah, no, it was terrible. Um, we, I was sat there. I was like, "Are you talking about Melia there? Is that, is that who he's talking about?" Um, but yeah, I'll try and pull up a clip. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so Melia in net. I'm going to go with Aileen at right back. I'm going to go Byron at left back. I think that'll be pretty solid for us and pretty firm from Fark. Strike stairs. For me, it wouldn't surprise me if we saw Cresswell come in. Mm-hmm. Don't believe in the old hype of right foot, left foot, because you see plenty of right two right footers playing at centre-half. But it wouldn't surprise me if, if Cresswell came in just over Cooper, You know, as you mentioned as well. Did a couple of good things right, did a couple of bad things, which is to be expected when he's been out for for the time that he has. So I'll go striking Cresswell. I do think he'll he'll start. Roden's going to be a massive miss though. As we yeah. said, he looked he looked class again last night. Just yeah. so short on the ball. So, so mature, so calm when the ball came to him. So the midfield again is a bit of a, a bit of a debate. We say they're going to rest players every game. I think the, the phrase, if, if you throw enough, you know what, at the wall, it'll stick. So I'm going to keep throwing it in the hope that it does. <laughs> so I'll go with Ampadu again, just because of his consistent play, how well he's playing. If, if he's knackered, you can chop and change after 60 minutes. And I will go Kamara. don't know why we seem to be favouring Kamara over Gruev, but I feel like if there is one that's going to come in, it'll be him for now. So I'm Ampadu and uh, Kamara <clears throat> in the middle too. Perot and Rutter. Will stay in the spine, I think, in the in the ten and the nine, as much as I want him to. <laughs> I'll go with Somerville on the right, so he can nip beyond his man and hopefully deliver some balls into the box. The one on the left, Anthony will be really annoyed if he doesn't get a start, and mm-hmm. I, I, I genuinely don't think he will. I think he'll favour Dan James. I think he'll have him running on the left, getting to the byline on his left, or alternatively cutting in and and delivering for uh, hopefully Perrone and Rutter. Third man runs into the box, so. I'll go with that team. I'm not, out of all the ones we've done, I'm probably least confident on this one this week because the road on issue and the midfield issue and the Nonto issue, if he's not fit, there's, there's a fair few things and variants that could uh, change how we line up this week. Yeah, I'm not too dissimilar, but I'd go with uh, Melly again, Aileen Byron, full-backs, uh, Strike. I think Cooper will come in. I think it'd be Cooper and Strike. In a, a centre back, same in midfield. I think Gray will get a rest this time. I think Ampadu just seems like one of them players that's just naturally very fit. Could probably play uh, two games a week, week in, week out. I think so. I go with Ampadu and Kamara. I think yep. Kamara will come in. I'm surprised we didn't see Kamara come on 
last yeah. night, to be honest. But because yeah. um, I thought we could have done with the with the legs in there. In terms of the spine, yeah, I'd agree. Perel and Rutter, I think we'll we'll start again. Out wide, I'd agree. I think it'll be Somerville and James. Just not I, sure which way. Yeah, I think Anthony is. I think he's actually not not looked that great when he's come on in those two games, but obviously he's got a bit part minutes. You know, I'm, I'm sure he's just finding his feet, but. I feel like Dan James has more of an impact when he's come on in both those yeah, games. Yeah, it's, it's fair. Yeah. With, whether he got one or six or two, we've given him two. Well, of course. The dubious girls panel haven't. He meant it. He meant it. He thought, I'll kick the floor, I'll kick the floor with this leg and I'll, yeah. I'll slip him in Anthony, with the other. Anthony, to his credit, though, tough game to come on to. Yeah, very tough. Um, so hopefully we'll see the best of him to come. Uh-huh. So, yeah, there we have it. Two varying, varying teams. We could probably put this out early and see because yeah. I think a lot of people have different views on it on yeah. who should be starting and who shouldn't or yeah. if they give rest to players yeah. or if they don't so. score lines what do we think yeah you oh, if you're speaking of you you clawed one back so I, I, think I know it's, I, did. I think it's 4-3 yeah pulled a point back, didn't yeah it? point yeah I was I, as soon as it was full time I was like ah. yeah very good prediction in the end um, although it shouldn't have been it probably should have been a whole win in the yeah, end it should have been yeah. um Oh, it could have been one-one with the two goals that we yeah. scored as well. Uh, more than one goal. I will probably go. <clears throat> I think the clean sheets come to an end. We've completely forgot to touch on that. How yeah. amazing is that? Brilliant. Three. When think, was the last time think, we did that? I think it was three and forty-eight. Johnny Cooper said on one of his stats, and we've just done three and three, which yeah. is incredible. So we're, we're looking a lot better defensively. But again, is the road and factor a massive issue for us not having him this week? So I wish we could appeal. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. We don't need to go back into that, but it's just so frustrating. Thankfully, it's only one game back. Yeah, so. of course. I'm going to go two one leads. I do think we'll get a win, but I do think the clean sheets come to an end. I think he will will be a big miss at the back. I think we'll be a bit shaky. I think we'll concede, but I do think we'll still have enough going forward. Nonto on, no Nonto. That's annoying because I was going to go two one as well. So well, we can go. I'll, I'll, I'll go positive. I'll go even more positive. I'll go 3 1. 3 1? Yeah. Because <laughs> I agree. 2 0. I agree. I think we will concede. I think the clean sheets come to an end. I think we might look a bit nervy um, back at Ellen Road again, having not won there yet this season. Yeah. A couple of changes to the to the kind of back line, the, the spine of the team's going to. I think if, potentially change quite a bit for the first time. If so. we do, if we do make three or four change from Hull, it'll be a nice indicator of even without the injury, even with the injuries and players we've got to come back. But just nice indicator of the depth that we have and yeah. how that kind of rotation system works under yeah. Fark. So I think it'll be a really good test. They're a good side. So uh, yeah, it'll be an interesting one. Hopefully, yeah. I can secure some more points, but we will see. <laughs> Hopefully, we both get points either way with a Leeds win. Yeah. We'll have to figure out how we allocate uh, points if we if we do win, but it's a different scoreline. Yeah, we can cross that bridge when we get to it. Absolutely. Um, and that's all we've got time for today. So a nice little bite-sized episode again. Hull review, Watford preview. I got it right this time. Uh, I've been Billy Humsden. I've been Adam Jameson. And this has been the Damned United podcast. Thanks for listening.